Hello, friends. Though this episode is dedicated to Fritz Wunderlich, I'd like to begin with a tribute to a lyric tenor of a later generation, the American John Ayler, who died last week on December 10th at the age of 73. He was an exquisite artist who, like Wunderlich, never sang at the Metropolitan Opera, though for different reasons. He's featured on many choice recordings from the 80s and 90s, and I'd like to play for you his singing of the perennial favorite, Where'er You Walk, from Handel's Semele. Rest in peace, John Ayler. Welcome to Counter Melody, the podcast on great singers and great singing. Each week, you will encounter me, Daniel Gundlach, as your host, guiding you along a magical route that will bring us closer to the voices of those singers that most enchant and transform us, no matter what else is going on in the world out there. Thank you for joining me on that path. This week's episode. I do believe someone's at the door. Let me see who it is. Wer klopft? Eine Dame. Ich bitte, mir erlosch die Kerze. 
ein Weilchen nieder. Es ist nicht nötig. Ich bitte euch, kommt näher. <lacht> Was ist mit Ihnen? Nichts, gar nichts. Sind Sie leidend? Kann kaum atmen, diese Treppe. Danke, guten Abend. Guten Abend. Oh, ich töre, ich töre, den Schlüssel meines Zimmers habe ich hier vergessen. Weit und nicht auf der Schwelle, euer Licht möchte zufinden auf der Treppe. Oh, 
könnte dir kennen. Jetzt sagt auch ihr mir, wieder weich ich I'm sure you recognized the male voice. That was the divine Fritz Wunderlich, joined by the German soprano Trude Eipele as his Mimi. This was a 1957 recording of excerpts, a so-called Großer Querschnitt, such as the German recording companies put out in those years. I'm sure you noted there were a lot of slices and dices there, but in between all the cuts there is some pretty darn exquisite singing, and we'll be hearing more from that recording and others like it later in the episode. I suppose there might be a few people out there who have not yet experienced the wonders, the wunder, if you will, of Fritz Wunderlich. Was there ever a more appropriately named singer? I don't think so. He was born on the 26th of September 1930 in the town of Kusel in the Rheinpfalz region of Germany into a family of musicians, his mother a violinist and his father a choir director. As everyone knows, this was a very fraught time in world history, particularly in Germany. And when Fritz was only five years old, his father, who had lost his job because of pressures imposed upon him by the local Nazis, and who also had suffered from a battlefield injury in World War I, committed suicide. Therefore, at a very young age, young Fritz took to helping support his family through his music making. At that early age, it was his playing of the accordion and also the French horn in local dance bands is how he secured that extra income. He did participate in certain amateur operatic productions, including singing the role of the father Peter in Humperdinck's Hänsel und Gretel. But in fact, it was through other work that his singing was first noted, for he worked in a bakery, and he would often sing while he worked. And both the customers and his colleagues at the bakery encouraged him to study voice formally. When he reached the age of 20, he obtained a scholarship to the Freiburg Musikhochschule, and it was there also that he helped underwrite his studies by his playing in the local dance bands. I think it's not insignificant that it was through his work in popular music that he found his way to classical singing, because in his classical singing, there is also a naturalness, a spontaneity that one hears in the best pop singers. Speaking of which, I have a recording from the year 1953 of a pop song from the previous generation, Der Duft, der eine schöne Frau begleitet. 
the fragrance that accompanies a beautiful woman. It's by the composer Hans May. This is a song that the great Lotte Lehmann also recorded when the song was newly minted. Here Fritz Wunderlich is accompanied by Willi Stech and the Kleine Unterhaltungsorchester des SWF. You will notice that there is a short interlude for trumpet, and who but our own Fritz is the player of that trumpet. That's one reason I wanted to play this song for you. Der Duft, der eine schöne Frau begleitet, betört wie ein Roman den Mann erlebt. Und oft ist es ein Wink, der dich zum Paradies geleitet, der Duft, der eine schöne Frau umschwingt. Hände, die dich streicheln, Schmeicheln nicht so zärtlich sein, mehr als die Augen einer schönen, mehr als süßester Champagnerwein, berauscht dich ein Parfum allein. Der eine schöne Frau begleitet, betört wie ein Roman den Mann erlebt. Und oft ist es ein Wink, der dich zum Paradies geleitet, der Duft, der eine schöne Frau umschwingt. When he began his studies at the Freiburg Musikhochschule, Fritz was primarily studying French horn, but he also studied voice under Margarete von Winterfeld, whom he credited with being his primary vocal teacher and the one who gave him such a firm technical grounding that he could sing apparently effortlessly. Already in 1955, Wunderlich was invited by the Intendant in Stuttgart to join the company there. The summer before Fritz joined the company, he was invited to take part in a production of Monteverdi's Orfeo that was presented by the Sommerlichen Musiktage Hitzacker. This Orfeo was conducted by August Wenzinger, who was an important leader in the burgeoning early music movement, and the title role of Orfeo was sung by the German tenor Helmut Krebs. This production was conducted by August Wenzinger and starred in the title role the German tenor Helmut Krebs. 
Krebs. Wunderlich was engaged to sing the role of Apollo, who at the end of the opera takes a despondent Orfeo up to heaven with him. These performances were recorded by Deutsche Grammophon and released in 1955. <laughs> September, Fritz made his stage debut with the Stuttgart Opera in a minor role in Die Meistersinger. The following year, he jumped in for German tenor Josef Traxel as Tamino in Die Zauberflöte and achieved one of his first successes. Before we move on to Fritz's other repertoire, though, I want to play you an excerpt from a performance he did in Cologne with the Capella Coloniensis, led by Ferdinand Leitner in May 1959. This was a radio performance of Handel's Alcina, in which... Opposite the young Joan Sutherland, he sang the role of Ruggiero, normally cast these days with either a mezzo-soprano or a countertenor. Remember, countertenors were not such a common thing at the time, and for such a masculine part as Ruggiero, evidently it was felt that a tenor was needed. This is the aria, Sta nel Ircana Pietrosa Tana, and you hear that his technique also encompassed an ability to sing coratura. Sta nel Ircana Pietrosa Tana, tigres tendiosa, incerta pelle, se parto attende, i cacciatori, tigres
just talk for a moment about the wunderlich voice. What is this indefinable quality that pulls you in and compels you to listen? My dear not-boyfriend David calls this quality face. He says that Fritz has a voice with more face than almost any other singer that he can think of. It's a quality both very specific to him, but also something that is almost the voice of every man. It's the very precision of his diction, the ease of his technique, and the extraordinary beauty of the voice that pull you in and compel you to listen. This is reflected so incredibly clearly, especially in the operetta roles that Fritz sang and recorded. As in nearly all the other recordings that we are hearing today, this is a recording from the 1950s, in this case 1957, and it's the title song of Franz Lehár's Schön ist die Welt. same year, 1957, let's listen to a brief excerpt as well from Karl Zeller's operetta Der Vogelhändler, which has some pretty darn good tunes in it, if I do say so myself. This is the aria, Wenn ich auf Gottes Erden mir auch alle Vögel fang. In this recording, we hear Werner Schmidt-Bölke, who was a master conductor of operetta, leading the Münchener Rundfunkorchester and also the Rudolf Lamy Chor. Wann ich auf Gottes Erden alle, alle Vögel fang, fehlt mir just Das eine Teuber, nachdem ich am meisten verlang, und ich muss das Teuber fangen, ich habe es nicht aus die Qual, drum will ich heute versuchen zu Und dann wird die Kapuziner 
dort wo hinten in Tirol. Verzagen, ich weiß, heute muss es gehen. Flix, flux, flux, florio, es geht ja ein Tiroler an. Heute muss der Fang mir glücken, mein Gezebra talentücken. Flix, flux, flux, florio, es geht ja ein Tiroler an. Flix, flux, flux, flix, flux, flux. One of Fritz's early mentors was the pianist and conductor Hubert Giesen, with whom he studied with particular intensity the leader repertoire. They made many recordings together, especially once Fritz signed a contract with Deutsche Grammophon. I'm not always in love with Hubert Giesen's playing, but he certainly provided Fritz with a wonderful grounding in the pronunciation of the language. And I know I've talked about this repeatedly already, but it's something really to take note of when you hear him sing. The clarity with which he sings every syllable, every consonant, every vowel and yet combines it into a vocal line that reflects the shape of not just the music, but the text itself. Though we're not hearing Hubert Giesen today, he did write beautifully about his collaborations with Fritz Wunderlich in his autobiography. And I have a link to an English translation of the relevant portions of that book, and I will put that up on the show notes page. So be sure to check that out. We're going to hear a few early recorded examples of Fritz's Lieder singing. First, from 1956, is the song Min by Johannes Brahms, set to a text of Ludwig Hölti. The pianist here is Rolf Reinhardt, another important German pianist, conductor of the era. Birdsong sounds more beautifully when the pure angel who has won my young heart wanders through the woods. Without her all is dead, flowers and herbs are withered, and the spring sunset seems neither radiant nor fair. Gentle, charming lady, do not ever leave me, that my heart, like this meadow, might bloom forever in bliss. Und kein Frühlingsabend rot, 
dünkt mir schön und heiter. Traute minnigliche Frau, wollest nimmer fliehen, dass mein Herz gleich einer Au Of course, Fritz's recording with Hubert Giesen of Die Schöne Mellerin, released just after Fritz's untimely death in 1966, is one of the cornerstones of recorded Lieder and of Fritz's legacy. We're going to hear from an earlier recording of the same song cycle that was made in Cologne on the 12th of May 1959 with the pianist Karl-Heinz Stolze. This is the effusive Ungeduld, the impatient one, the seventh song of the cycle. Ich möchte sehen auf jedes frische Beet, mit Kressensamen, der es schnell verrät. Auf jeden weißen Zettel möchte ich schreiben, dein ist mein Herz, dein ist mein Herz. Und soll es ewig, ewig bleiben. Einen jungen Star, bis das er spricht, die Worte rein und klar, bis er sich spricht mit meines Mundes Klang, mit meines Herzens vollem heißem Drang. Dann Sänger hell durch ihre Fenster schreiben: Dein ist mein Herz, dein ist mein Herz, und soll es ewig, ewig bleiben. Möchte ich's hauchen ein, ich möchte säuseln durch den Regen ein, und leuchtet es aus jedem Blumenstern, drücke es der Duft zu ihr von nah und fern, ihr Wogen könnt ihr nichts als Räder treiben, dein ist mein Herz, dein ist mein Herz, und soll es ewig, ewig Dein 
leader composers compose duet settings of poetic texts. There are beautiful examples by almost all of our favorite leader composers. I think the one who did it best might have been Robert Schumann, who composed so many exquisite duets that were either published in groups of duets or formed a part of larger leader cycles that were intended for more than one singer. The Spanisches Liederspiel, for example. But in this case, the duet Er und Sie, set to a text by Justinus Kerner, formed part of a group of duets published as Schumann's Opus 78. As the title of the song implies, this song is in two separate verses. One strophe is sung by him, and the other is sung by her. He says... If I gaze into the quiet valley, where beneath the sun flowers grow without number, I see but one alone. And she responds, If I lean out of my little window at the hour when the stars are shining, though all of them be fairer, I see but one alone. Wunderlich's colleague here is the German soprano Friederike Seiler, who also, like Fritz at the time this recording was made in 1956, was also a member of the Stuttgart Opera. Though her career remained centered in Stuttgart, Seiler also performed at the Wiener Staatsoper, Gleindborn, Salzburg, Schwetzingen, and the Bayerische Staatsoper. She also made a number of recordings, principally of Bach under the conductor Fritz Werner, and later was a teacher at the Musikhochschule in Stuttgart. She died in June 1994 at the age of 74.
Swift's Wunderlich's first recording contract was with the Europäische Phonoclub, for whom he recorded a number of Opernquerschnitte recordings, including the Bohème that we heard at the top of the episode, and also the duet with Friederike Zeiler that we just heard. Later, he of course signed a contract with Electrola, German EMI, and following that in 1964 with Deutsche Grammophon. And we are so blessed to have such a large number of recordings. And it is the ones that he made with that first label, the Europäische Phonoclub, that are much less known today, but I think show him in particular youthful radiance. So I'm going to play you now recordings from several of those releases. First off, a recording of excerpts from Madama Butterfly. As I mentioned earlier, these recordings of Querschnitte often just sliced and diced the music into little bits. I don't know what the reasoning was, frankly, just to accommodate a wider range of selections. I guess I don't know, but sometimes they can make for very frustrating listening. So I've chosen two excerpts that are more or less complete as Puccini set them. First of all is Inviten Welt al, Dovunque al Mondo, as it's known in the original Italian. Richard Krauss, who was another important German conductor of the era, conducts the Orchester der Städtischen Oper Berlin in this 1956 recording, in which we also hear the baritone Theo Zilliken. Und neunundneunzig Jahre, Fra 
Final act. This is Addio Fiorito Asil, or Leb wohl mein Blütenreich, as it's sung here. Once again, we hear Theo Zilliken as Sharpless in counterpart with Fritz Wunderlich's Linkerton. And you will note that I said Linkerton and not Pinkerton, because in German the word Linkerton has rather naughty associations. One hears once again the voice of Trude Eiperle, although the duet with quote unquote Linkerton is cut very much to pieces, but we are going to hear her again in another excerpt from Bohème. Let me tell you just a little bit about Trude Eiperle. She was also a Stuttgart-based singer, more than 20 years older than Fritz, born in January 1908, and she died in October 1997. For those in the know, she is one of the great jugendlich dramatisch German sopranos of that era. She excelled not only in the Wagner-Strauss repertoire, but also, as we hear, in Puccini and Verdi. First, a very truncated and trimmed, shall we say, bit from the final moments of the third act of Bohème, in which the quartet has been reduced to a duet between Rodolfo and Mimi. As in the butterfly recording, Richard Krauss leads the orchestra 
der städtischen Oper Berlin. Dies wäre wirklich das Ende. Du willst gehen, willst deinen Freund verlassen. Leb wohl, denn mein liebes moment from this beautiful recording that is unblemished by the snip-snip of the producer's shears. This is the opening of Act 4, the beautiful duet known in Italian as O Mimi tu più non torni, and here, Ach gelite ni chiesi tu mia vida. As Marcello, we hear the Berlin-born baritone Herbert Brauer, whom I confess I had never heard of before listening to this record. He had a very distinguished pedigree, nonetheless. He studied under both Karl Schmidt-Walter and Willi Domgraf Fassbender, two of the really great German baritones of that era. He was a member of the ensemble of the Berlin Staatsoper and later taught at the Hochschule der Künste, also in Berlin. He died November 4th, 2013, one day after his 98th birthday. He reveals himself to be a singer of the very highest caliber, at least the equal, in my opinion, of Fritz Wunderlich. They make a wonderful pair here, and forgive me the, <laughs> the impertinence, but I always want Marcello and Rodolfo to just run off together, and this duet seems to be a real missed opportunity in that direction. <laughs> Wissette, so frug ich, was macht dein Herz? Es schlägt nicht, oder ich hör's nicht, denn Samt und Seide hüllen es sehr ein. Wie sehr mich das freut, wenn sie sich zerstreut. 
Also lügt er gut, er lacht trotz der Wut. Es schlägt nicht gut so. Wer bin ich so? Müsette? Nein, Mimi. Du sahst sie, bist's möglich. In einem Wagen fuhr sie wie eine Königin gekleidet. Ganz gut so, ich bin's zufrieden. Der Heuchler, er liebt sie noch immer. Nun zur Arbeit. Ja, zur Arbeit. Infame Feder, abscheulicher Pinsel. Mich nie mehr. 
Of course, Mozart was the central composer in Wunderlich's operatic assumptions. He excelled as Belmonte, as Ottavio, as Ferrando, and, to my mind, particularly as Tamino. We heard how singing Tamino was a very early success for him in Stuttgart, and in 1958 he recorded, again with the Europäische Phonoclub, a großer Querschnitt recording from Die Zauberflöte. Here his Pamina is the marvelous German singer Agnes Giebel. Unfortunately, they are not heard together in any of their duet moments. But we do get a complete version of that gorgeous first act aria, Dies Bildnis ist bezaubernd schön. Fritz's recording for Deutsche Grammophon under the baton of Karl Böhm is, again, one of the greatest moments in recorded history. But it's interesting to hear what he sounded like six years earlier in 1958, recording with the Orchester der Staatsoper Hamburg under the baton of Arthur Rotha. <laughs> Ja, ja, 
Prince's breakout performance, the one that brought him worldwide attention and acclaim, was in the summer of 1959 when he sang the role of Henry Morosus in Richard Strauss's Die Schweigsame Frau. On that occasion, his Aminta was the incomparable Hilde Güden, who has yet to receive full countermelody treatment. And I keep promising to do a full episode on her as well. Just know that she is very, very high in my estimation of the most important singers of that era and one who holds a particularly special place in my heart. So we are going to hear the two of them together in the duet at the end of Act Two of Die Schweigsame Frau. This is a live performance from Salzburg in August 1959. This is Du süßester Engel and we hear the Wiener Philharmoniker under the baton of the aforementioned Karl Böhm.
close off the episode, I want to give you some more Puccini. Unfortunately, the Europäische Phonoclub did not see fit to record complete versions of either the duets in Butterfly or in Bohème. So I'm going to present you instead recordings that were made for Electrola in the year 1961. In each case, before Fritz had actually reached the age of 30. This is another important thing to bear in mind in all of the recordings that we've heard. This is a young singer in his 20s, and he is already such a finished product. His gift is as if it came from another world. We are going to hear, to close off the episode, first the love duet from Madama Butterfly. As was so typical of this era, these recordings are also all in German. This butterfly sends me scurrying for superlatives because as butterfly we hear the stupendous Spanish soprano Pilar Lorengar, who over the course of her entire career remained a member of the Deutsche Oper Berlin. We're going to hear the final portion of that love duet, beginning with what are in Italian the words vogliatemi bene, or in German, wollt ihr mich nun lieben. By the way, I must mention it's extraordinary how these singers manage to handle all of the extra words, all of the extra syllables, all of the additional consonants thrust upon them by these German language versions with incredible sense of line and never once any kind of vocal discomfort. In this recording, we hear the Croatian conductor Berislav Klobuchar leading the Berliner Symphonica. Oh! <laughs> 
Kostbares dran. Und weißt du auch warum, damit er nimmer flieht? Du bist gefangen, ich fühle dich erbeben. Sei mein dein Oh, 
Finally, because after all, it is Christmas that's on the horizon, I do want to present you with a little Christmas adjacent music. There's an exquisite recording of Fritz singing Comfort Ye My People and Every Valley, but it was so long that I thought that I would leave it for you to seek out on your own, and instead I'm going to play for you the finale of Act One of La Bohème in another of those German-language Electrola Opernquerschnitte. This one features the incomparable Anneliese Rothenberger as Mimi, and once again, Berislav Klobuchar leads the Berliner Symphonica. My only regret is that Fritz does not sing the high C at the end, which of course would be enormously tacky. But that's what we love, isn't it? Anyway, we got to hear his glorious high C at the end of the Butterfly Duet, and now we get to hear him opposite one of his most frequent colleagues, Anneliese Rothenberger. Maybe you too will be like me and find yourself experiencing chills and tears at the end of this scene. I hope so. zurück sind. Nicht fragen. Reicht den Arm mir, liebes Kind. Ich gehorche mein Herr. 
my dear friends, keep the song in your hearts. I'm Daniel Gundlach.